Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. People are questioning what an AP journalist was doing on October 7th at the scene with Hamas. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating. Email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Joining me to get through the news with Craig Tragons Phillips, Billy Hallowell. Gentlemen, what's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We've made it through the week. We have made it. What a day. What a day it already is, you know? What a day to be alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well there are, uh, we got a chilling warning here from someone who, a Christian who was born and raised in Iran on the Focus story today. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one. He basically has a warning about what could happen if some of these terror groups come together and start to partner. And so we'll, we'll get into some of that. All right. Looking forward to the details there. Also on the focus story, uh, I'm sorry, on the main thing, tens of thousands of Gazans are fleeing south. And questions are now being raised about an AP photographer who was with Hamas alongside them as they were penetrating the border before anyone knew what was going on. So questions are being raised there. CBN's Chris Mitchell takes a look at that. All that's coming up and more on the podcast today. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. Joe Manchin is not going to seek re-election. He's the senator, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, and he announced he will not be seeking re-election to the Senate. He said, when America's at her best, we get things done by putting the country before party, working across the aisle and finding common ground. Many times this approach has landed me in hot water, but the fight to unite has been well worth it. He added that after months of deliberation and long consideration with my family, I believe my heart of hearts that I've accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia, and he's not gonna be seeking re-election. And Gal Gadot's effort to show Hamas horror leads to brawls. She was showing a private screening of that disturbing footage. It's about 47 minutes long that this is the same video that was shown to press in Israel. And she tried to show it at Los Angeles's Museum of Tolerance. And outside, protesters showed up and it ended up in a fight. And the UN has been accused of anti-Semitism as House members heard testimony earlier this week on what one lawmaker called rampant anti-Semitism and systematic anti-Israel bias. You can read that story and more over at cbnnews.com. Guys, a lot going on. Obviously, Israel still dominating a lot of the headlines. And I found it a little ironic that Gal Gadot, we talked about this earlier in the week, she's trying to inform Hollywood about what's going on in Israel. And because you're still seeing people just not understand and just fall into these party lines of Hamas, Palestine, anti-Israel. So she tried to show what happened. And then at the Museum of Tolerance, I didn't even know that was a thing. And it turned into fighting. Yeah, well, we are living in the upside down. It's it's almost like it's like you don't even know what to say anymore because you know people are looking at the same facts, the same information, all of it, and they're walking away with radically different ideas. They're rejecting reality, and it's really heartbreaking. Particularly, this situation in Israel has been very eye-opening. Just how far we are down the rabbit hole of chaos. Yeah. I, 
What do you say when there is uh, protesting at the Museum of Tolerance? I, I could, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't, it's kind of crazy that this is the world that we live in, but also so heartbreaking, right? That even if, even if what Gal Gadot was doing was wrong, she should have the right to, to say it, to do like, you know, wh- why do we have to resort to violence in our culture? But unfortunately, I think that's where we are is we no longer have discussions because uh, the left has been saying on college campuses for years now that words are violence. So then it, if words are violence, I guess we can respond with actual violence. Um, so often I think a lot of these conversations become confrontations and then they become violent. Um um, it, it's a sad thing that you have to think about all of these things before you go and just share your opinion now in our culture. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I just hope that the truth prevails here, especially with what happened in Israel, because what I'm seeing in the rhetoric, it doesn't, it feels like people have blinders on. So uh, again, kudos to Gal Gadot for tr- at least trying to convince some people in Hollywood there about what is actually going on. And I haven't even seen that video. And that one sounds like it's particularly horrifying to watch but we're going to move on to the focus story now a uk-based christian leader who was born and raised in iran's issuing a chilling warning what's the story here yeah this is the reverend lazarus yegnazar he's the founder and president of transform iran this is an organization that spreads the gospel in iran and you know this is a story that's interesting because here's a guy who grew up in a christian family grew up was born in that country and yet you know, now he is spending his time trying to evangelize. And we talked about a number of topics, but he asked a question that I thought was very troubling. And the question was, what happens if Hamas, Taliban, Hezbollah, and ISIS join forces? What will it force the Western countries and the democracies and Israel to do? And, you know, we're looking at this chaos in the world, and you think about all these bad actors in different places, if they were to, were to come together, and he said this is actually already starting to happen. He's like, I can't get into all the details, but it's already happening. Um, what does that mean for the rest of the world? And so we, you know, we unpacked a little bit of what that might look like. But he said, you know, you can end up with a conflict that is catastrophic and that could engulf not only the entire Middle East, but beyond. What did he say about the history of Iran? Obviously, that's going to give some extra context. Yeah, he talked about growing up. Obviously, Iran for the last 43 years, he said they've been fermenting bitterness, um, that really there's this hairline crack. And this is an interesting quote, too. He said, there's a hairline crack that at any moment the entire region could burn into an inferno. But when he goes back to his childhood, the early years before the revolution in the late 1970s, he said this was a place where if you were a Muslim, you could go to a mosque. If you were a Christian, you could go to church. That there were other belief systems that were allowed within the country um, and that it was the revolution that changed all of that, Ayatollah Khomeini, and just all of that that came in that created this Islamic mandate Um, So it was a very different life before. And, you know, you go from having a world in which maybe women don't need to wear a veil to this world in which you can't be a Christian without being, you know, arrested or, you know, murdered even. So it's really a wild shift that has happened there. Um, But yet, you know, for the last 40 years, this is really the reality that the Iranians and not just the Iranians, but everyone else in the world, you know, in this case, the Israelis falling victim to that ideology. What does he say is the cause of all this conflict? 
Yeah, you know, when it comes to this conflict, he says, you know, this is a deeply spiritual conflict. He talked about darkness, um, really, you know, over over light, that that's what you see happening with these people. Um, but And it's interesting, you know, he made a couple of interesting claims. He said, look, they're out there saying that they want to wipe Israel off the map. This is a spiritual issue. You know, that's never going to happen. He talked about the fact that, you know, Adolf Hitler tried to do it. Others have tried to do it. You know, you know what scripture says, and scripture is very clear um, on who and what Israel is to God, that these attempts have never been able to come to fruition. Um, but he said that these these ideologies, this idea of obliterating Israel, it goes exactly against the biblical mandate. So his point was that, we're really dealing with a spiritual issue here. It's not like the world's looking at this as just a political thing, but it goes so much deeper than that. Yeah. What does he think Westerners, what's the key thing that they, he thinks they need to understand? You know, he, he said that the people in the West need to understand the fact that groups like Hamas, they've been trained, they've been primed by Iran, Iran that the goal is to subjugate or kill or destroy. And a lot of it has to do with really just a dislike, a disdain for the Judeo-Christian values. Um, he said, in this type of Islamic theology, there is no peaceful coexistence. And that is what he wants people in the West to understand. You know, this isn't an objective of, oh, we're just going to get together and agree to disagree. There's no room for that. It's it's this convert or die mentality. Yeah, and I think that's what you're seeing in the a lot of the... Um protests that are going on on college campuses and things like that. And that sort of the uh, lies that I've been talking about there, people are assuming that Israel has been oppressing them for all this time. And that if they just would give them the land and just give them some land, it would, it would all be over. And that's history has shown that is the exact opposite of what, what has happened. We talked about it, that they were offered this land and they said no and chose to try to annihilate Israel. And it's, it's not because they didn't like the land agreement. It's because these radicals, like you said, Billy, want to wipe Israel off the map. And there's no there's no peace when that's the mindset of one side. And so as long as you fall for the line of trying to free Palestine and you think it's Israel they need freeing from, we're going to continue to have this conflict. Yeah, I think it's... It's just a, a scary situation to be in. I, we've talked about this so many times when um, there's so much bias in our media that you can't really get reliable information on any of this stuff. And you, you have to do a lot of your own, uh, you have to do so much of your own work and, and research to try to figure out what's actually going on um, that that it complicates it even more than the situation itself already is, is complicated. So yeah, it's important to talk about these stories though, because it, it's the only way that you can really understand the situation is by people telling their stories of what they've seen actually happening on the ground, what the reality is about what Hamas is doing and what Israel is doing. I think unless people are sharing their experiences, we're not really going to know what's no. going on. And I, and I just saw someone on X just before we went yeah. on this taping saying that talking about how Israel has been committing genocide for all this time. And I'm yeah. just like, I, yeah. I mean, what do you even say to that? I, I don't even right. know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and let's keep in mind the fact, and this is something he talked about as well, you know, this is not an ideology that's just going to stop with Israel. It's going to go until it gets everybody, until it subjugates everybody else under it. Let's not forget about 9-11 and the 400,000 other terror attacks that we've seen unfold. This is about a battle between radical Islam and Judeo-Christian values, and it's exactly what he said. And I, and I think that there's a real failure to educate people and help them understand that.
Yeah, yeah, well, the history, right? People don't understand the full context of the situation here, and they're spouting off based off of one instance, like one thing that's happening. But these issues are so much more complex and so deeply rooted in ideology and really good versus evil in in many cases. Yeah, yeah, it truly is. It truly is, and I uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to keep talking about it. Um, and I we even saw. Someone who has said they were a liberal Jew writing into NPR and NPR highlighted it in their comments about they were saying, I have to get my news from places like CBN because you guys just aren't telling the truth here. And so we're going to we're going to keep trying to do that here on this story because clearly, clearly it's sorely needed. All right. We're going to head over to the main thing now. And as tens of thousands of Gazans are now trying to flee to the south as Israel continues its uh, incursion into Gaza. Questions are being raised about what an AP photographer was doing alongside Hamas at the border as they broke through the fence on October 7th. You might have saw the famous picture of them on the tanks. That was taken by this photographer, and everyone's like, how is he there? And then they look at him, Google him, and there were some very disturbing images found of him. So CBN's Chris Mitchell has that report and the latest from Israel on today's Main Thing. About 50,000 residents of the northern Gaza Strip responded to the IDF's repeated calls to move southward out of harm's way and away from the fighting in and around Gaza City. There is no ceasefire. We are battling Hamas. There is no ceasefire. Gazan civilians are fleeing from the north to the south because they understand Hamas is using them as a human shield. The IDF announced it's made significant progress on the ground and has now destroyed more than 130 terror tunnels. It also released this intercepted conversation between two Hamas terrorists saying they can use ambulances anytime they want to move around. On Israel's northern border, the war inside Syria is expanding with both the U.S. and Israel launching airstrikes against Iranian-backed targets. The U.S. carried out a strike on a weapons warehouse used by militias backed by Iran. The strikes came after a growing number of attacks on bases with U.S. troops. Back in Israel, the watchdog group Honest Reporting released this expose that shows Gaza-based freelance journalists who work for publications like AP, The New York Times, CNN and Reuters documented the October 7th massacre. Gil Huffman of Honest Reporting says this raises ethical questions. What were they doing in our country? You know, journalists just can't go into our country without permission. That's something that the terrorists do. They infiltrated together with terrorists. That alone was aiding and abetting what the terrorists were doing. Here you're talking about people who took pictures with selfies with tanks as, as people were being murdered. This video of Hassan Islaya, a freelancer for CNN and AP, shows him in front of an Israeli tank the morning of the attack. And this photo shows him pictured with Yahya Sinwar, the mastermind of the October 7th massacre. AP says it had no knowledge of the October 7th attacks before they happened. Hamas leaders also revealed their plans for what they call a permanent state of war with Israel, telling the New York Times they hope the Arab world would stand with them, saying only violence could revive the cause of the Palestinian people. Betty Gantz, a member of Israel's war cabinet, says the war with Hamas deals with Israel's very existence and that there is no time limit on how long it will last. As international pressure grows on Israel for a ceasefire, former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson came to Israel to show his support when he met with some IDF soldiers from the UK. 
What I see is the very clear distinction uh, between people like the, the soldiers in this room who try as far as they can and who are trained uh, to minimize civilian, civilian casualties and, and suffering and people who set out to commit atrocities against civilians, who chase civilians around their living rooms, uh, who, who follow them into, into bunkers uh, to murder them. Hamas is talking about a permanent state of war, and Israel's defense minister says there is no time limit on how long the war with Hamas will last. Is Israel really digging in for a long conflict, even uh, after the current war ends? Uh, they are, Ephraim, and I'll tell you why. They realize perhaps more than now that this is really a war without end. And the battle uh, Israel is facing and the West is facing right now goes beyond the current conflict. For groups like Hamas, it's never over. Uh, for Hamas, it's all the Islamic concept of the house of peace and the house of war. The house of peace uh, in the Islamic mindset is the world that's under the control of Islam. The house of war is the world not under the control of Islam. And so the house of peace is at an internal war with the house of war to put it under the control of Islam. So the war is never over. And the war is not only with Israel, uh, and that's what we've been hearing over and over again. It's with the United States and all free countries. Uh, that's why a brother of a hostage uh, in Congress said yesterday that we're, we're next, meaning the United States, and asked people to wake up. And why many intercessors right now are saying uh, it's a time of urgent 911 prayer uh, for the United States, for protection, uh, and for people in Europe as well. Anywhere that where, where Islam is trying to take over, and many times in Europe right now it's, it's an urgent thing because uh, many Muslims have come in, millions have come into European countries putting them at risk as well. I want to turn to uh, what news organizations are saying, saying about the freelance photographer who worked with them, who was photographed with the mastermind uh, on October 7th for the of the massacre. Well, CNN says he suspended that reporter and that, that journalist, and AP says it really had no uh, foreknowledge of the October uh, 7th attacks. And I would add, uh, Ephraim, you know, that the government here in uh, Israel is saying, uh, saying these journalists were accomplices and actually crimes against humanity, contrary to professional ethics. It's also sent an urgent letter to the bureau chiefs of all these media organizations that employed this journalist and, uh, and demanded uh, immediate action. But I would say, you know, for many of these organizations in honest reporting, we interviewed Gil Hoffman, the uh, director here in Jerusalem, about that. And uh, he's just uh, really saying this is something that, uh, that, that these organizations should be aware of. They were, produ they were publishing photographs by the AP that very day or day after about actually what was happening on the ground there. And it's a very, very serious allegation. All right. Thanks for that there. And I mean, that's really, I mean, it's crazy that, I don't know if you guys saw those pictures, but it's though they were some of the more famous pictures that came out. Of course, now I didn't even think about it at the time, but they started asking questions. Why would you, why would you be there? It was like an early morning attack at the border fence, why why would you be there? How would you capture all that? How would they not be upset that you're there? So really concerning, yeah. and it seems like they're kind of taking action on that, I guess. Well, a lot of questions, and you <laughs> see why people. This is why people become conspiracy theorists, though. It yeah. really, it really 100%. is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. But all right, we're gonna move on here to uh, close out the podcast. We've got time for one last thing. 
So we're going to look at Proverbs 12, 25. It says, worry weighs a person down and encouraging word cheers a person up. And I think in light of all of the craziness in our news, uh, that's a, a good thing to remember, I think. I like that. No, it is. It's, it's simple truths that we need every day. Agreed. All right. We've made it to the end of the week. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and make sure you get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com. Stay tuned on everything that's going on from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise, we shall return on Monday. God bless. Have a fantastic weekend.